Hello, this is Dr. Jolle Kerpenstein and this is the Cat Bite uh, from Fur Podcast. Uh, during the summer we have short 10 minutes breaks uh, and we're talking about a wonderful conference that we're at. We're here in Rhodes, Greece at the ISFM uh, and I'm here with Kelly. Uh, hello everyone, nice to see you again Jolle. Yes, it's, uh, it's very relaxed here I have to say. <laughs> so the sun is still shining and uh, we have beautiful uh, sunsets. And, uh, and the weather is, as a matter of fact, pretty easy going here. Pretty perfect here. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Can't, can't beat that. So we have a new guest, and uh, that's Dr. Hilary Noyce. Hi. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Yola. Hi. How are you doing? So uh, what we ask our attendees here, Hilary, and you are here as a sponsor, but also as a cat lover, is uh, so uh, the first question is, why do you love cats? And t- the second question, and you have... A special announcement that your cat is coming very soon to uh, to the UK after a long long uh, uh, long trip. Uh, but uh, what have you learned here? The focus uh, this week at the conference um, that I'm really loving, I guess, twofold. One being on aging cats, and I'm definitely a sucker for an old pet. <laughs> I love the seniors, so was really happy to see that. Um, and also on stress and behavior and welfare, which, you know, as a, I'm a, a resident for the American College of Animal Welfare, so that's definitely a, a passion point of mine. So hearing so much about the mental well-being of cats and, and old cats in particular, I think, are subjects that we just don't talk enough about. And, and it's been the whole focus of this Congress. So I think it's, it's really nice. And all the speakers are tying into each other's talks. And it's just this great synergy and everything's building on the previous session. So yeah, really enjoying it. And roads, of course. <laughs> yeah, the speakers know each other really well. So yes. I think they have talked beforehand and, and they share quite a lot of stuff. But that you, you notice that there is no repeat. So they, yeah. they're, do, they're so well. They're setting it up uh, very well. It, it's very synergistic. <laughs> Keeping us in there and wanting more. Yes, yes. Which is which is it's tough because, like I said, the outside is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So you're, you you would love to go outside. But this the it, it, it's too interesting to go outside. Yeah, the session's been packed yeah. the whole time, even though it's absolutely perfect outside. <laughs> so let's talk about senior cats a little bit. Do you have a senior cat yourself? I have a few senior cats. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have only senior cats at this point, mm-hmm. which is how I like it. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> so uh, what are the issues with uh, your senior cats? So we um, we've recently had. F- four senior cats, and we're kind of sadly at two right now, just because they were seniors, And yeah. uh, um, but we've dealt with some chronic kidney disease in our household, and um, I also have a cat who's severely arthritic, so I've been managing that. Um, one of the cats that we had that passed last year had a um, suspected brain tumor, so developed seizures at about 16, but was really healthy up until that point, so mm-hmm. kind of came out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, mostly you know kidney disease and arthritis. I think we, the we big really two. yeah. The big two. Um, and arthritis in cats is definitely a soapbox of mine. So <laughs> something so, we've been managing. So talking about that. So what are things that you took away from this specific conference then about senior pets? Are there things that you say, hey, that I I I knew it, but I didn't really realize it. Yeah, I think the the focus on feline cognitive dysfunction has been really interesting because it's something we talk about a lot in dogs, although I think still probably not enough. Um, But we don't really recognize it officially as a syndrome in cats or have a lot to treat it or deal with it um, that's labeled or or really popular. And so I think that that's been something that I'm I'm hoping more people talk about and recognize Mm. because 
so many of the symptoms are things that people either think we can't do anything about or just bring in their cat for a euthanasia for, you know, yeah. house soiling or the yowling in the middle of the night. They're things that impact the owner's quality of life, too. We can do something about yeah. it. So it's not just, oh, when this happens, it's, it's over. Yeah. Let's and I guess the it. diagnosis of exclusion is sometimes hard for caregivers when they come in, too, because we need for them to go through all the diagnostics and testing and even pain management trials to make sure that we're treating and or ruling out other issues. Yeah, and I think, I think like arthritis in cats, cognitive dysfunction is not something that owners necessarily bring up the symptoms of or recognize, so I think we need to be better at having a senior specific history set of questions that we ask. I love that. Are they not jumping? Oh, did you finally teach your 12-year-old cat not to jump on the counter? (laughs) No, you didn't. He just can't anymore. You know, are they they going to the litter box but not climbing inside? Are, you know, all these questions that they don't think to bring up we should be asking. I think. And I think it is easier in the D species to recognize it because they don't do things suddenly that mm-hmm. they always used to do. In cats, it's more because a lot of cats, you know, do things that you don't notice anyway. Right. And, and suddenly that change is not so obvious. So yeah, jumping on a, on a, on, on a, a high entity, that's something that you that you recognize, but then you say, oh, it's probably an older cat, yeah. you know? Because mm-hmm. they're old. They're you old, just yeah. Talk exactly. it up. you got to change that mentality mm-hmm. to really yeah. get that and so, so what are some things, how you can recognize uh, cognitive dysfunction? So they, um, the session here had a different acronym than I'm used to using, but, which I, I won't remember exactly theirs, but kind of the same things that we look for in people with dementia, so disorientation, um, the vocalization, I think, is particular to cats and maybe yeah. not so much in dogs or, or com- people. Most common in, in cats. Yeah, yeah. That, night howling. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, interaction changes, which again, I think are sometimes a little harder to see in cats than in dogs. Like, you're yeah. used to your dog getting up and coming to the door when you yeah. come to the house, but your cat might just sleep all the time or a lot of the time anyway, and that's, it's normal, it's more subtle. Uh, the house soiling is a big one that people notice, anxiety, um, I find the interaction ones interesting because a lot of people think we mean that they're interacting with us less, but sometimes we'll have mm-hmm. caregivers come in and say the cat's more needy, yeah, and that also yeah. is a red flag mm-hmm. right, that we need to pay attention to. For sure. And, and then, so, um, anything else that you got out of the lectures specifically? Hmm. I think the um, Claire Respridge's session on the the gut microbiome and its impact on brain and mental health is really fascinating yeah. to me. I think we we all we all recognize that mental health and anxiety can impact gut health, mm. you know. I think even humans feel that, but the other direction mm. it, to me is just fascinating. I mean, can we impact stress behaviors and even for people depression and anxiety and things like that and these these behavioral quote disorders in in cats and animals with nutrition and and gut health like that's I'm so excited to see what comes out in the next few years on that for sure yeah that's awesome and and uh, just as a disclaimer here uh, Hillary works for Hills Pet Nutrition just like I do uh, and, uh, and Hills has been a sponsor of ISFM for 21 years, yes. so that's something yeah. that... And, uh, and he threw a wonderful party last night, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I heard, I, I was working in my room, so I missed oh, some of it. Oh, really? Yeah, you missed yeah. that people I, dove in the pool? Yeah, I responsibly I went it. to bed before 
10 p.m., so I was not part of any yeah, of that party action. Closed bathing, at least it was Yeah, so there was a picture shown in the beginning of this uh, today where some speakers were uh, diving into the pool uh, fully clothed. So yeah. I wasn't there either. So we all have, you know, we can put a disclaimer on that we were all not there. Innocent. It's all hearsay, but uh, yeah. But no, it's like I said, it's a wonderful uh, environment. And these speakers are what, what I think, I mean, it's so one. I mean, there's such great speakers to listen they to. Are. It's really yeah. easy to, even if it's not a top, because I, you know, I'm a surgeon, so behavior is a little far away from, from my skill set. But it's it's just great, yeah. you know. You don't want to leave. So well done, ISFM, and yes. congratulations with the 21 years of uh, excellent uh, continuing education. Hillary, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, it's thank great you to for be here. joining us. And that's it for this week of uh, Catbite, uh, the summer edition of the Per Podcast. Um, you know, if you like what I hear, what you hear, you know, uh, become a family member of the Her Podcast. Uh, we also have a Patreon account if you uh, want to get more information. All right, that's it for this week. Thank you so much. <laughs>